Thanks for joining us on the HFS Podcast as a Service. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. In this edition, we feature a conversation between HFS CEO and Chief Analyst Phil First and Gajen Kandia, Executive Vice President for Business Process Services and Digital Works at Cognizant. In March and April of 2016, with input from the Cognizant Center for the Future of Work and the Cognizant BPS practice, HFS Research surveyed more than 370 enterprise service buyers. The key objective was to understand how the operational fabric of enterprises is being impacted by new standards, automation, as-a-service delivery models, SMAC-based digital process change, and mandates from the C-suite to restrict labor recruitment initiatives. The results show a fundamental shift in organizational thinking from the old siloed approaches to sourcing. So let's join the discussion between Gajen and Phil. So Gajen, um, welcome. So when we look back at the last couple of decades of services, where do you think we've succeeded as an industry and where do you think we've got challenges? Good question, Phil. It's funny, I was, I was just thinking about this. It's success-wise, I think we've come a long way in terms of understanding technology and how to deliver and execute behind technology. You know, I, I think if I go back to the, even the 90s and client server and coming to internet and so on and so forth and making those transitions, I think we learned a lot both in terms of not just the technology itself, but how to deliver it, the methodologies, how to program manage it and so on and mm-hmm. so forth, and done a really good job of it. But all along the way, I think we have had challenges in truly understanding user requirements. Right and delivering to user requirements. So it's, it's always been a technology-first mindset. Um, and I think that it has created a ton of challenges from a user's ability to actually use the technology in a useful, meaningful, and engaging manner. And I think if there's a big disconnect for us, or the big learning over the last two de- decades, and I can't believe it's been so long, yeah. and we still have the same problem, is a lack of understanding of the user what they want to do, how they want to do it, and then use the technology to enable that process rather than uh, a lot of what has happened, which has been technology first, uh, in, in my opinion. Right. And that seems to be the case more than ever today. I mean, it feels like technology is moving at warp speed and talent is not. Um, so how, how is that resonating with your clients? How do you feel they're, they're sort of approaching today's solutions and things like automation and digital? I think, I think clients find it extremely challenging. You know, I think technology, to your point, you know, if we felt it's moved quite a bit over the last two decades, or even in the last decade, what's happening right now is at a pace that is, I, I've never seen it, you know. And, and I think clients are truly grappling with sort of where to even start in, in right. some cases, you know, because they may start down a given path only to find out that there's either better technologies or better, faster way to do something. Um, and, and so in, in many cases, I feel like clients are sort of frozen. They're, they're not doing anything. You know? And, and as, as they wait, there's, you know, I don't know if this is maybe st- overstating it, but there's generations of technologies passing by. You know? There's not generations per se, but there's, there's you know, iterations, let's say, of, of technologies passing by and new technologies coming along. And I think clients truly haven't yet figured out, with the exception of a few who have been quite bold and made some more futuristic, you know, strategic choices, um, I think clients are mostly trying to figure out what to do about it, because I, I think it's, it's, the pace of change has been tremendous, and I think it's it's truly putting our clients on a back foot. Wow. 
And do you think there's going to be a bit of a reality check happening in the industry, or do you think we're just going to continue going along at breakneck speed? Because I feel right now everybody's got a 300-foot helicopter view of digital automation yeah. and these things. There needs to be, we call this at HFS, this kind of making it real mm. uh, scenario that happens. How do we make this more real for clients? How can we understand more about their customer experiences and really um, help them um, really optimize them for the organization? So I think, I think so if, if I sort of go back again, just kind of thinking about the last question a little bit more, right, and then tying it back to th this one. So I think what clients are doing, right, and maybe this is a place to, to think about this, is in silos, right, you know, good word, right, we've, we've dealt with this over the last couple of decades, in silos trying to test the, the, the capability of different types of technology. So you see marketing buyers, line of business buyers, CIOs, um, some cases CEO-led initiatives, all of which are testing different avenues of technology. But the one thing that I see that is that isn't very promising is that I think there is a tendency to think about these technologies as solving today's problems, sort of a, what I would call sort of the the doing digital, right? right? Where you know it's like okay, get me an app to do banking or get me an app right. to do something else, rather than trying to put it in the context of some overall future strategy. Right? And, and I think that clients tend to not think about being digital, about making a an overall move from where they are today towards a you know two to three year strategy and think about where does technology fit, where do my customers fit, and most importantly, where do my products and services fit? You know, so it, it's a very sort of disconnected but stovepiped approach, if you will, towards applying technology to solve today's problems. And, and I think that kind of approach is going to leave it, you know, again, this isn't all clients, I mean, there are obviously mm -hmm. exceptions. Um, but that approach, I feel, that sort of broken up approach, I feel will become an Achilles heel for many of these clients because they haven't fully thought through front to back or back to front, however you may want to approach it, uh, the implications of what their business needs to do and how technology needs to enable them right. rather than sort of an immediate approach. Okay, so how's that impacted a provider like Cognizant, for example? Um, you know, you come from the traditional IT services industry, doing a lot of application development, that's web development, mm -hmm. testing, that sort of thing. As you try and evolve with your clients, are you trying to sort of get ahead and help them design new solutions, or are you pretty much there to enable them? How do you see this? So we, we you know, it, it's and, it's not yeah. or, <laughs> you know, but, um, but we have taken it. So mm -hmm. we look at the market and say, you know, certainly if you put on a digital hat and look at the market, right. Um, and you say, look, is it really about marketing and current projects and products and services and how do you better market it using digital technologies? Or is it about truly thinking about the products and services that are required in a digital era, right, which has taken a three to five year view uh, that really looks at how you work, how you play, how you take care of your health, you know. All of that stuff is fundamentally changing. Your relationship with money is going to change. Uh, your relationship with your healthcare provider and, and how you think about health will fundamentally change. So, you know, when we talk to clients, we say, look, you know, yes, you need to make the experience today better, which is sort of, you know, in our concept, and it's called doing digital, which yeah. is, you know, you need a better interface, you need a better visual interface, you need a better experience, and how do you tie that all the way through your processes all the way to your back end, right? How do you create agility in your back end to support it? But that's not the only thing you need 
have to start to think about the future, and you have to think about the future, somewhat future back, right, in terms of understanding how your existing customer base and new customers are going to want to interact with a company like yourself or with the services and products you could provide, and then how do you evolve those products and services to support those needs. Very little of that going on. Right. A lot more of sort of, you know, I have a set of products in banking or insurance or healthcare. How do I put a better veneer in front of that? Or how do I create a better experience for that? That's more of the of the orientation. And we've been trying to balance that out, you know, and we the thematic we've been using is that you have to have a stream of doing digital, yeah. which is sort of keeping the lights on, and there needs to be a stream of being digital. But they both require an integrated view. And we think there are a few companies in terms of service providers that can bring the ability to think about sort of your front, middle, and back office together right. in both those constructs. Right. I mean, and I mean, when we did the recent research study and, and having a customer-first mindset was the number yeah. one issue that senior managers yeah. um, stated when they were making their sourcing decisions yeah. today. Um, so that clearly means having that customer mindset, looking at the sort of digital in its purest form, mm -hmm. which is really the omni-channel, right? Yes. The ability to really interact with clients, analyze the data, and that sort of thing. So how do you bring that in with what we call the underbelly? They did the enablement. How do you really bring the front, the middle, and the back together as one? Because that clearly is the challenge. So, so if I took the sort of the, the two vectors, if you will, that we've been talking about, sort of the doing and the being, I think there's different approaches to those, but they both require integrated approaches. In the doing digital, the focus we see a lot, and I think we advocate, is to drive efficiency in your back end, in the underbelly of infrastructure and application suites. Um, to create agility to support the processes that need to then support your front-end requirements, right? Whether a digital front-end or a different customer experience. And so whether that be efficient technology integrated with robotics from a process perspective to, to trim down, if you will, the, the, um, the road processes, if you will, right. and, and, and to create as much automation as possible to then create agility in meeting your current needs. Right. right, and 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 even with meeting your current needs, again, take your products and services and try to understand what are customers looking for. Not by asking them what they're looking for, but rather by researching them, by understanding them, and by truly appreciating the both the known and the unmet needs of that customer, and then you know framing your products and services around that. So that would be in the doing digital sort of the keep keep the the business going uh, today construct. In the being digital construct, we think it's sort of a fundamental retool. You need to first understand your customer, understand how your customer is going to engage with you, because I think increasingly we see that the customer or the consumer is going to have more of a say in how they want to engage with an organization or a product or a service. And so once you know that then you need to start to really fundamentally rethink your product, the service, how it's constructed, how it's integrated into your operations and into your supply chain, which I think will be completely different. You know, there's sort of this notion of a classical supply chain versus a digitized supply chain, right? Yeah. Where, there, where there could be easily, the supply chain may not be entirely yours. You know, it may be a, you know, a, a very, an ecosystem of suppliers coming together to ultimately deliver your product to your customer, um, and so that takes a completely different approach, I think, and 
And it's, it's one of the more neglected areas, I feel, because the focus seems to be, as we talked about, around sort of the doing digital piece and marketing and agency services and right. things such as that, which I think serve today's needs in a meaningful way, but don't prepare you for tomorrow. Okay. Um, but then when you look at the types of skills yeah. and talent and capabilities you need as a provider to get customers thinking yeah. this way, how do you do that? I mean, how do you change your own mindset internally and bring in the right people to... It's, yeah, it's challenging both ways. <laughs> um, look, you know, the, the skills that we are bringing on board, you know, the investments we made and some of the acquisitions, right? I never thought I would have within a, my suite of service uh, capabilities, right? So we have anthropologists, social scientists, doctors, nurses, right? All in a, what you would have con you know, thought of as a, an outsourcing company or a, or a multinational. Today, to bringing in all these very disparate designers, you know, visual as well mm -hmm. as uh, experienced designers and so on and so forth. So for us, it's not just the ability to attract the talent uh, become a talent magnet for talent like this who t traditionally not thought of working for a company like Cognizant or in the services industry. Um, and then secondly, internally, you know, sort of the mind shift that we need to go through to one, understand what all of these different skill sets mean and how do you represent them in front of customers? How do you help customers understand what these skills are and how they connect into right. what we do? Um, so there's sort of an internal operational change management um, that we need to go through. And then from clients, you know, I think clients are still, you know, as we were talking about earlier, um, not quite switched on to that. Uh, you know, even if you look at a more traditional management consultancy, I don't think they bring a human first approach to strategy. You know, clients have usually thought of strategy or, or even management consultants think of strategy through a, a hypothesis-driven approach. Right. There isn't a hypothesis about three years out anymore. You know, the, but what does the digital era look like and how will we as humans engage in that world? I don't think it exists. So in many ways, you have to go out and do that research. And so not only do we need to convince ourselves and our teams to go do this, but then we have to convince clients to also really understand how to engage. Uh, and, and how to buy these services and ultimately how to interpret them and then turn them into products and services. So it's been a educational effort, a mind share effort in many ways, as much as it's been executing in some of these. There are some clients, many, you know, a good number of clients who are starting to come along and getting sort of the concept of what we're trying to do and why and, and working with us on it. But a majority of clients tend to go the other way and buy the more marketing or agency-oriented stuff, which I think will ultimately need to shift over to sort of a customer-first approach that you're talking about. So you think uh, providers like Cognizant will end up doing advertising work for clients in the future, things like that, or? I, you know, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I think I think that certainly there is there are. There's a ton of work to be done there, and I think certainly clients need the help, and you know, and I think yeah. that service providers have to provide that service. I think we truly believe that to operate in the digital era, it's a more fundamental transformation that our customers need to go through. And certainly marketing will be a part of it, and agency services will be a part of it. But I think we kind of, when we think about digital, we view it sort of more from a 
how do we transform our customer, uh, how do we partner with our customer to drive a transformation journey yeah. for digital and then and marketing becomes just a piece of that journey. Yeah. Okay. Good. So um, when we look out maybe five years time, what do you think we'll be, we'll be talking about then? Oh man, it's so fast yeah. right now. It's crazy. Um, look, I, this, my thinking is a lot of industry boundaries are going to blur. You know, I think that um, if, if I think of it through sort of my own lens of sort of how I think about my relationship to money today, uh, or with a bank, or with a advisor, um, or even health, you know, how I think about it, even from three years ago, is completely different. You know, I used to go for an annual checkup, and then you came back for the next annual checkup unless there was a problem in between that you had to see a doctor for. But I think just the way we think, the way we instrument ourselves, the way we track our body, what goes in, what comes out, you know, uh, how much effort we're putting in, uh, our training routines, and all of that stuff, right? Irrespective of age or whether you're an athlete or not, there's so much out there to help you better understand yourself just from a healthcare only perspective. There's so much available from a financial perspective for you to really understand, you know, what money really means and how it, how you want to work with money and what you want to do with money, uh, or or how you, you know, how you work today. You know, it's fundamentally different. You know, I don't really work. You know, none of us, I don't think, work nine to five anymore. But but it's sort of a twenty-four by seven operation, and you know, you do stuff in between. Um, and so there's nothing out there that has evolved to meet my needs as a, you know, as a 24-7, yeah. you know, worker uh, who's doing other personal stuff in between as, as needed. I think all of this stuff's changing and, and I'm not, I think that the notion of industries and services and products are all fundamentally going to be different. I just can't put my finger on exactly how, um, but it does feel like, you know, cars autonomous vehicles. Yeah. How real is it? I, I'm not, you know, meaning how real will it be in five years? But I can certainly see that when it is real, the entire car experience changes. You know, I mean, today you could, you know, go on autopilot on a Tesla and you know, you're kind of watching out for when you want to put your hands back on the wheel. But when that goes away, when the, they need to put your hands on the wheel, then the whole in-car experience has to be completely rethought. The whole concept of selling cars and what a car would mean in you know in in this environment will fundamentally change. So to me, every one of those things is going to be different. And if it's different, then everything you can do around it. Just thinking about a car alone is you know up to our imagination. So you know, so to me, the ideal thing from a cognizant world is let's go build this economy. Right? Let's yeah. stop procrastinating about it or doing a ton of envisioning and strategy and you know create an iterative process to build let's be the builder yeah. of the development be the creator exactly yeah excellent great answer it's been great yeah, okay. to excellent enjoy that likewise thank you thanks phil and gajen premium clients can read the journey to intelligent operations and one office study findings on our website hfsresearch.com where, after a short registration, you can view most of our research for free. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time on the HFS Podcast as a Service.